So here we are celebrating Pentecost in Advent. And that's important because Pentecost is about, as we're going to talk about, the Holy Spirit coming. And we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can tell people about the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's how it fits with Advent. So, today we do continue in the book of Acts. And um, last week, Pastor DJ started with Acts 1. And as he said today, he called it Acts of the Holy Spirit. If you look in your Bible, it said Acts of the Apostles. But the Apostles would never have been able to do it without the gift of the Holy Spirit. So today is the day. Today is the day that we, that we talk about the Holy Spirit. But I want to fill you in a little bit about what DJ talked about last week. And so um, this is what Jesus, last week we heard about Acts 1. And it's Jesus talking to the disciples before he ascends into heaven. And he tells them to wait in Jerusalem because something important is coming to them. And he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. It is here that he tells them what their life is going to be like when he leaves. You will be my witnesses. It's what's expected of them. Do you remember what these disciples were like on that first Easter Sunday when he had resurrected from the dead? Do you remember where Jesus found them that first Easter? They were behind locked doors. They were terrified. They were in hiding. And on this day, just, uh, this is going to be now on Pentecost, just 50 days later, after they had spent 40 days with him after his resurrection, they are told to wait. But wait for what? And they have to wait like 10 days. Can you imagine You've been waiting, you know, waiting 10 days. Sometimes that can feel like a lifetime if you don't know what you're waiting for. It's kind of like kids waiting for Christmas and they don't know what's in the package, right? It's that kind of thing. And so this is what we're talking about today, the Holy Spirit. And this is how the scripture starts. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. This is the disciples now, okay, of Jesus, the ones who had been terrified and locked up in the upper room at Easter. You know, for us, Pentecost is that day, like I've talked about, where the Holy Spirit came. We think that's why it's named that. It's the time when the church was given birth at Pentecost. But that's not what it meant to these people who were in Jerusalem, to the Jews who were there. Pentecost was the second of two large festivals. The first one was Passover, where they celebrated being rescued from the Egyptians. And 50 days later, they celebrate a harvest festival, and that is called Pentecost. Penta, because it's 50 days after Passover. Pent being the, the one, you know, like the Pentagon, five sides. Okay, Pentecost, 50 days later. It meant that there were Jews from all over the known world that had traveled again to Jerusalem to celebrate this harvest festival. And it was filled with all those folks from all those places that DJ read that everybody panics if you have to read them, you know? All those difficult names of, of towns and people. The disciples were in the house waiting. And they didn't know if this was the day or not. Jesus didn't say, wait 10 days. 
But here's what happened. And suddenly, there was from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Did anyone wake up Friday night when the wind started blowing and the snow started coming down? I see heads doing this. You remember the sound of that wind? Well, imagine that maybe ten times over, huh? The sound of a mighty wind out of nowhere came and then what looked like tongues of fire falling on the heads of the disciples. Here it was. Here was what they were told to wait for. The appearance of the Holy Spirit filling each and every one of them. And now because they had been fearful after Jesus' death, don't you suppose that what was happening now would have filled them with even more fear? No. Something totally different happened this time. You remember what Jesus said to them? But you will receive power. No more fear. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses first in Jerusalem. These 12 men who had been filled with crazy fear just 50 days ago are now experiencing the total opposite. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They began to speak boldly, no fear. The people gathered in Jerusalem took notice. They came, you can imagine that the sound of the wind seeing fire falling from the sky might have drawn attention to these guys, and it did. And they began to speak in languages that they had never spoken before. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each of them was hearing them, the, the, the twelve, speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each one of us in his own native language? Huh. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Fishermen, aren't these guys Galileans right by the sea? Their job is to pull in the nets and mend them and steer their boats. How is it that they are so learned that they can speak all of our languages? What's happening? How can this be going on? Not just saying anything, but witnessing to the mighty works of God. What do you think those mighty works were that they were talking about? I just bet it was Jesus. What God had done for all the world through the life, death, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. But, it says, others mocking said, <laughs> they're filled with new wine. You know what that means? They were being very derogatory. They've been drinking the cheap stuff. <laughs> but it still did the job. But there's more. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them all. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, 
Let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. Peter steps in now, the boldest of all at this point. The one who, on the night when Jesus was betrayed, denied him three times and said, I didn't even know him. I have nothing to do with him. He now steps up and he's the boldest. These people haven't had any wine. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. What do you think? Now this is what Peter tells the crowds. He says, but this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. The prophets and the law were the holy scriptures of the people in that day. They didn't have the New Testament in the story that we have. They knew the prophets and Peter is saying what the prophet Joel had said five or six hundred years earlier. And he says, this is the time when Joel is fulfilled. And this is what Joel had said. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. All flesh. Everyone. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. This was it. This is what Jesus had told them to wait for. This is what he meant when they said they would be his witnesses first in Jerusalem. They had the power. In multiple languages, they had the words they were sharing the mighty works of God accomplished in his only son, Jesus Christ. Soon all of these men would be going out into the world sharing this incredible message of Jesus. And later in Acts 2, and I hope you go home today and read the rest of Acts 2. Because in it, Peter goes on to preach the most beautiful of sermons, I think, in all of the Bible. And he speaks without reservation. He speaks in power and truth about Jesus and his life, death and resurrection and what had happened to him and who had done it. And then at the end of its sermon, the word tells us that those who heard it were cut to the heart. And this is what they said. Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And when he had finished, they did what he said. They repented and they were baptized. And on that day, 3,000 people were baptized and came to faith in Jesus Christ. Every preacher's dream and nightmare. <laughs> Baptizing 3,000 people all at once. Ha! Nice, exciting story, isn't it? It's great. But what does it have to do with us as we celebrate Advent? It has everything to do with us. God's Holy Spirit didn't stop working on that day. God's Holy Spirit didn't stop entering the hearts of believers. The Holy Spirit of God is here right now today with you and me. We are baptized believers in Jesus Christ. 
And if you aren't baptized and you would like to be, let us know and we will be glad to do it today or any time you want. But we are believers. The Holy Spirit dwells in each of us. It is the Holy Spirit of God who gives us faith. It is the Holy Spirit of God that has gathered us here today, whether you are online or whether you are right here in the ark with me. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us song and ukuleles and drums and voices and prayer. It is the Holy Spirit of God present among us, calling us according to God's will for his purpose for each of us. It is the Holy Spirit calling us to be witnesses in his power. Witnesses first in Fargo, and then perhaps in Dilworth and Glendon and Moorhead, and Castleton and Enderlin and Abercrombie and, and uh, Arthur, and to the ends of the earth. But we start here today, here in this place, asking the Holy Spirit of God to fill us for his work in the world. I'm excited for the work that has been set before us by God's Holy Spirit in this world. I am so excited for what's going to take place in this town at our Fargo Dome in less than a month, and I start to cry when I talk about it. There will be people from all over the region, children and adults, grandparents, babies. They're all going to be there. They're going to be from around other parts of the country. They promise they're coming from other parts of the world. It's kind of like our own Pentecost Day. They will be coming to share the harvest of soy and rice and vegetables and vitamins for the world. There will be 50,000 workers coming to witness what is going on here in Fargo. People helping put together food. Think about this. For 10 million hungry bodies. 10 million. How big is Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo, Glendon, Dilworth? it's not even a million. Not even. We're going to feed 10. I believe, my friends, that this is going to be our Holy Spirit moment. It is going to be our opportunity to, in God's power, to witness right here and around the world. As Peter told the people on that day in Jerusalem, for the promise is for you, and it's for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord has called to himself. The power of the Holy Spirit will be in each of us as we do that work for you and your children and your grandchildren and generations to come. That's the promise, not only on that day a couple thousand years ago, but on this day. My prayer is that each one of you who is hearing me today will pray for power, will pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to enter your life. Pray for the Holy Spirit to give you fearless words to share Jesus Christ in your daily life. Give you power 
to be Jesus' witnesses in word and in deed. Because you see, there is a reason why the Holy Spirit came. There is a reason why we have received the power. There is a reason why we are to be witnesses. And it comes in Joel's final words that what happened, come back, come back to me. Hello. It's all tech. It wasn't me. Let's do this again. This is why we want the Holy Spirit. This is why we witness, okay? We don't want to lose this moment. Because it's in the end words of Joel, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God does not want one of his children to perish. And it's our job to do what we can to make sure that that does not happen. You will receive power and you will be my witnesses in all the earth. Please pray with me. Gracious Lord, thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. We pray now, come Holy Spirit, come into our lives, come into this place. Be here with us as we praise and as we sing and as we leave being witnesses of your mighty works in this world that come through your son Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.